Welcome to the Leadership Network Podcast. Leadership Network is a community of multipliers who gather to collaborate, innovate, and pursue what God has next for His church. Our mission is to champion healthy growth that is capable of reproducing. Thank you for joining this conversation, and here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Metaverse Church Next. I am excited uh, about this, this conversation. By the way, I'm, I'm not in my normal studio. I'm not in my home studio. I'm actually at Granger Community Church in, in uh, uh, where, where, what's the name of the city? I, don't, I can't even remember it. Uh, but I'm in Indiana. Um, I want to say Bell South. I, I totally, I am so exhausted. I can't even think of the name of the city I'm currently in, but I know it's the place where Notre Dame is. And uh, anyway, so we're doing a church IT conference talking about uh, digital church, about metaverse church, about church planting. And uh, it was it's been an awesome conference so far, but I wanted to step out of that and, and actually get into a conversation here uh, with, with Michael Beck, uh, who is a number of, of different roles, similar to me, just wears a lot of different hats. But I've really enjoyed getting to know him and digging in and learning more because really this guy is one of the, the voices when it comes to one of the leading voices when it comes to fresh expressions, unique expressions of, of church. And, and it's funny, like I always see at least writing a new book, writing a new publishing, talking, speaking on, on, on just these unique expressions of church. And it's intriguing to me, really starting to dig into what these unique expressions are and how they're operating and, and how they're reaching a different type of person. So Michael, just right here up the front, man, thanks for jumping on Metaverse Church Next with us. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I'm so honored to be part of this. Yeah, love it. Love the Matrix background. Like you, you're, you're <laughs> rocking it today, my friend. I'm just I know um, the Matrix, man. I'm just embracing yeah. it. And, and it's funny, like like Michael and I can both tell horror stories about traveling in this post COVID society. I had maybe the worst travel day of my life yesterday, <sighs> uh, where so everything went wrong. Uh, but and that's it's another story for another day. Michael's coming off very little sleep last night because he had some delays coming from California to Florida, right? And so. Yes, yeah. So forgive both of us as we may have like the <laughs> dull stare uh, moment here as we're fleshing through this conversation. But what okay. I really wanted to dig into and what we were talking about, I, I'm enthralled with this idea, Michael, of what you're doing in context of of living room church. Um, and and it's, it's almost like it's this micro expression uh, that's operating in, in metaverse space. And so I, that just immediately Oh, I got to learn about that. We got to have this conversation. And uh, it's, it's funny, Michael, like we've talked three or four times on, on different subjects because like we, you and I are so intriguing together because we're dealing in all these unique spaces. But honestly, I don't, I don't really think we've ever had a conversation centered around living room church. So this is, this is literally green territory we're exploring here right now. So just okay. talk to me a little bit, maybe at living room church, where did this idea really come from? Yeah, so we had um, up until COVID, you know, online ministries that were like terrible. <laughs> um, I guess maybe some would say they still are, but um, we we really pivoted and we felt like the Holy Spirit was saying uh, this is an opportunity to, to really reach new people. Um, I serve my wife and I uh, more inherited congregations, traditional congregations in the Methodist Church. And so online worship and those kind of things wasn't really connecting in a deep and significant way with that group. So we just decided we're going to do other stuff for them through the pandemic. And we just really pivoted our worship fully to like uh, what we called living room church. So the idea was we're sitting in our living room, we're in quarantine, you're sitting in your living room. Let's have conversations about Jesus and worship and do all those things together. That evolved into this 1500 member Facebook group. Um, we took a lot of uh, Nona Jones uh, work on um, Facebook and, and how to do that group well. So we did that. We got a team together and do that. Um, but then that really started to evolve into um, some of us got headsets with, with our kids. Like my first experience in, in uh, alt space was like taking my son's headset and going in and exploring and um, just found this whole new world. And like, wow, uh, this is amazing. There's millions of people in there. So we just got our team together and say, hey, a couple of y'all want to get our headsets. Let's let's do the fresh expressions approach rather than um, and this is not a knock in any way 
but uh, we didn't want to like build a building where our avatars come and just sit in and watch the screen kind of thing. We wanted to create like how we do in fresh expression. We go in, we listen, we build relationships with people in that community. Something emerges as we join with the spirits doing in that meta space. Um, and so we started this thing called Living Room Church. It's um, in a in a group where we have we come in, shoot some basketball, fire some firecrackers, uh, play some cornhole. Then the group will kind of migrate into what we call the living room. We'll we'll have a sermonic conversation uh, where different people are leading that every week. Somebody will sing, and it's all as our avatars. We'll lay hands on each other, pray for each other, essentially do everything you can do in a in an on-site church. We're doing in the um, in the living room church VR. So this grew from like a Facebook group, and you transitioned it into virtual reality where you're you're doing a a a, a micro church a small church expression uh, yeah. in in virtual reality like what was it was it difficult casting vision like to your to the church or, or the people transitioning into virtual reality are you trying to get everybody is it really kind of a a subsect of of the group like what talks to me some about that transition from the facebook group yeah um i feel like it's a transition of more of us doing this <laughs> and we're trying to figure out like what the Holy Spirit's doing and like get in the stream. You know, I had one of my inherited church folks come to me a couple of weeks ago and the, a little bit frustrated because it, it seems like we have to change. And, you know, there's always some challenge that's come new COVID spikes and all that. So she was like, what's the plan? And I was like, the plan is to communally discern the movement of the Holy Spirit on a daily, weekly and monthly uh, basis and join into what the spirit's doing. And she was like, so what's the plan? I was like, <laughs> I, I know it's not a step-by-step. Step but, but to your question, I think there's a really important um, uh, thing to think about. I've never done these fresh expressions. So like we have them in a tattoo parlor, a dog park, a burrito joint, uh, uh, all over the place. Anywhere basically where people can gather and do stuff together. Jesus is Lord of that. And Jesus is Lord of the metaverse too. Um so, but I've never felt like I have to get the whole congregation on board to do this, right? But if I can just get a little cohort of willing people that are experimental, risk takers, comfortable with failure, like, hey, let's try this and see what happens. Let's go for it. And, and maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. We'll just trust God. Now, not everybody's wired for that. In my tradition, it's like we do a lot of education, you know, 15-year process, ordination, all that. Um so we're trained for like that causal logic. Let's figure it all out before we start. And this is more like effectual reasoning, innovation, iterate, try some stuff, see where it goes. So that's real. I wish I could say we had a master plan and we just, you know, carried it out. That's not what happened at all. It's been like God just carrying us as we kind of fell forward through the, through the meta space. Yeah. I mean, there, there's the old joke. You want to make God laugh, make plans. Yes. Um, in 2022, I, I just, I don't even consider that a joke anymore. I think it's the 11th <laughs> commandment. Um, you know, so much we've, we've really, you know, moving to and leaning towards a more uh, experimental uh, approach of ministry as opposed to more of like the, the typical planning. You know, you're like weeks and months as opposed to years. Uh, I, you know, it's part of me kind of feels sorry for, for your, you know, the girl, the woman in the story where she's like, you know, what's no, really, what's the plan? Mm. It's, it's, it's so hard. Um, you know, and, and especially for churches that are that are wanting to experiment, wanting to explore. Uh, it was funny just even here at this conference that I'm at, trying to explain you uh, you really can't uh, you, you can't develop a five year plan when the technology hasn't even fully developed to the place where you really know what you're looking at five years. Which you, what you can make the commitment to is uh, is to innovate, uh, to to follow the spirit, and realize that. Uh, you know, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, the, the Trinity is living and active in Hebrews 4. Um, and that, that includes technology as, as well. And so anyway, this, this is an intriguing. So you, you've, you've launched a uh, relational church. Now, uh, what you were describing at the beginning, you're not like, you don't drop into the church. You're not spawned into this the living room session. It sounds like you're doing like hangouts and, and uh, cornhole and uh, which if you don't know alt space, cornhole is very popular in alt space VR. <laughs> Basketball is very popular in, in alt space. So basically, you're creating 
in, in an environment for shared experiences where you're able to connect with people socially? Like, is that, what's, what was the intentionality? What was the mindset of maybe doing some of that before you actually got into the actual church service? Yeah. So our intentionality is always to connect with people that are not Christian yet. Um, so everything we design, everything we think about, it's like a core group of some, hopefully some disciples that are kind of maturing in their faith. Um, and then like when you come into living room church, there's a sign and all are welcome here and you don't have to be a Christian to be here. We're just exploring conversations. So it's more what, um, the, the difference between a bounded set of evangelism and a centered set of evangelism where bounded sets, like you create a gate and you're either in or out based on a set of beliefs or behaviors centered sets. Like we create a well where people who are thirsty can kind of come around the well and can move in and out. And like Jesus is that center for us. Um, so living room churches, it's usually gets derailed. Somebody shows up, they have a question. Uh, somebody from another religion shows up. Uh, we've had atheists show up and like challenge some of the stuff we're saying. So it's real free flowing kind of conversational part of the, the way I think about it. There's um, research. I want to say it's either Barna or Springtide. One of them came up with this term faith unbundled um, where people, uh, you know, usually you would bring belief and practice and community in this kind of bundled package. And what people have really done in a, in a post-Christendom scenario is like break that apart. Um, so your belief may or may not, you may not feel like you need to be in a community. It may or may not actually inform your practice. And so people say, well, I'm exploring this religion, but I like this and I go to church or whatever. So it's this kind of like um, uh, dis dispersed kind of thing. So we're trying to do is like meet people in the middle of that and say, hey, we're just having a conversation about Jesus. Uh, we'll do a Jesus story, sermonic conversation. We tell a story from the life of Jesus or a teaching uh, from his, his life. And then we'll do like questions. Um, you know, if this Jesus story happened today, what would it look like? So everybody can get into that. You don't have to be Christian or have a theology degree to lead it. Um, anybody can lead it and anybody can get in the conversation. So we're trying to, trying to just create space. And we believe that the Holy Spirit will work in that that if we just get people together and we build relationships and we start really kind of focusing on Jesus and thinking about Jesus and focusing our hearts and minds on Jesus, um, that, that the Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting part and, and like transform lives and do all that. Interesting. I want to, I want to offshoot on something. There's a lot that you just said, but I, you, you said something at the beginning that I was like, I actually really am interested do you think the U.S. is is post-Christian today? Do you think that the U.S. is considered should be considered a post-Christian society? You know, I, I think pockets of it are. Yeah, I, I think we need to think about Leslie Newbigin's question, like when he came back from the mission field and he was like, "Oh, okay, the United Kingdom is actually the mission field. We're not we're not Christian anymore." And I would say that there's forms of Christianity in America that I struggle to find uh, the Jesus as, as the Lord of that. It seems like other things are Lords, but um, so there's like versions of Christianity. They're still strong. There's uh, you know, pockets where maybe church is still part of the, but I'd say for the most part in the United States, mostly no, it's where now. Yeah. That's, post, that's interesting. Post, yeah. I, I've been, you know, it's, what's interesting for me is I almost feel it freeing to actually have that mindset. Yeah. Like it's, okay, I now know what we need to do. Like there's clarity. It's not try to hang on to the last little bit. It's more of, it's, it's freeing to acknowledge, hey, we got problems. Let's yeah. recognize that we have, we have problems instead of pretending that everything's going to be all right. But Amen. that's the conversation for, for another show. So, but th thanks, for, thanks for the sidebar. You know, some, some of the things that, that we've been working on through uh, Digital Church Network and, and, and honest, honestly, this came out of Dave Ferguson. Let's drop the name. He's the, He's the, the man in charge here, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, Dave's got his blessed practices that, that we're, we're working through, like how to help people become a missionary on, on their own neighborhood. Begin with prayer, listen, uh, eat, share a meal together, uh, serve them, and, and then share your story, share Jesus. Like, But the share component's not at the top. It's 
down at the bottom where there's a lot more relational equity. You know, one of the things, and so Dave, um, you know, new thing and Dave reached out to me and they were like, Hey, why don't you use Dave's foundation, Dave's framework, uh, and, and try to figure out like how to be a digital missionary, how to be a missionary in the metaverse. And, and immediately like, okay, I know bless, how are we going to eat together? Like that, that doesn't make sense. And, um, and so we got a bunch of people together. I'm going somewhere with this. We, we got a, a bunch of digital metaverse pastors together and just did like a round table. Okay. How do we eat together in, in the metaverse? And, uh, and what we actually came up with was this idea of, of shared experiences. Now, I mean, cornhole and, and basketball is an example of that, but mm-hmm. it's building relationships via the, the cloud technologies and maybe some of these platforms and games that are out there, building that relational equity that leads into some of those conversations where you can serve them, where they're now part of what's happening within your church, where you've got that relational real equity to invite them into it and they'll stick as opposed to bouncing out where they have no equity. I, I don't like, where have you seen that? And as you've been exploring it in, in metaverse and kind of, you know, getting your temperature check as, as you're exploring, what, where do you see like these types of experiences fitting in to what you're doing with um, Living Room VR? Yeah, and I love Dave's practices and, and they like totally sync with the Fresh Expressions journey that we talk about, which is listening, loving and serving, building relationships, sharing Jesus, church taking shape, do it again. So there's a real similar kind of uh-huh. you know, idea in that, right? Um, and and the, the key thing, I think where the magic happens in most of the stuff we do is in those conversations before and after learning people's names sitting together, hanging out, throwing the cornhole, but also talking about where are you from and what do you do and all those things. So um, I think it, with many of our ways we've thought about evangelism and church planning, it's like leading with the chin and we're like passing out tracks or just trying to get, um, you know, conversions or whatever. Um, and and the way that I think Jesus went about it is this much more relational, conversational, walking alongside the disciples uh, helping them as they journeyed on that. So I see that everywhere and it, it connects with the faith unbundled concept. That's, that's, you know, nuns and duns and um, people are saying I'm spiritual, but not religious. So they're open to exploring these spiritual things, but kind of closed off to institutional forms of church. So what if we think about every possible like entry point in relationship, whether that's getting together to in our dog park or, um, getting tattoos together, having tattoo talks or um, like sitting in VR and and just kind of having conversations and doing recreational things together in there. Um, that is where the starting point of, of a faith journey for lots of people. And it's through that relational, like building up over time, trust, breaking down the stereotypes about Christians, because we got some bad ones to overcome right? Yeah. Uh, and all of that. So yeah, I mean, I see that kind of springing out everywhere, and it's it's what I really love about the Fresh Expression Movement. It doesn't, you know, uh, collapse Jesus's lordship or church is like just this one building, one day a week in one place, right? But it spreads it out. And I really think about, I take this from a Wesleyan perspective. Wesley had these waves of grace, prevenient grace, justifying grace, sanctifying grace, but he was going out in the fields, right? Preaching the gospel in the fields because people didn't come to church anymore in his time. And then he was connecting relationally in these society meetings and then moving them through classes and bands. So I'm looking at churches like this whole ecosystem where, yeah, we're connecting. Maybe somebody comes to Living Room Church Facebook group and they get interested and they're in the live prayer time. And then they get invited into Living Room Church VR. And you're more of an embodied kind of space in that where we're moving around as avatars. And it's like taking people through a faith journey in that whole kind of ecosystem of grace. Okay. So your, your, I, I didn't realize this, your Facebook group and your VR, like that's that you're, you're seeing a bridge where it's intertwined as opposed to more separate entities. Yeah. We're more and more encouraging people that are open to, to check that out. Yeah. Okay. I get what, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. I feel like um, right after the pandemic, we were really disappointed because we felt like there was a major um, like 
exodus of people out of digital space. And people are like, if I have to do one more Zoom meeting or don't tell me about a Facebook group, like I want to go in a park or something, right? So that was challenging. And I felt like the Facebook group was was really hard to keep that level of engagement because it was created in a pandemic reality and we were really ministering to each other in the midst of that. But the VR space gave us like a new way to move into more of uh, embodied kind of like, I don't know, it's it's just a different feel when you can look around and touch each other and, and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it seems to me a lot of the, by the way, like this is in front of a live audience. If you all have questions, feel free to put them in. We'd, we'd love to engage and engage, engage and kind of dialogue through that. So throw your questions Just in. made up a new geological term. Engage. Yes, right yes. here. Listen, I make up words all Jeff the Reed, time. <laughs> so um, as a matter of fact, just right before the show, uh, a friend that I, I don't see that often saw me, big hug. And he's like, how's fidgetal going for you? And I was like, oh, my gosh. You're like, I hate that word. <laughs> just, I've said it so much in my life already. Hey, all right, so let's, let's, uh, let's shift back. Uh, squirrel. All right. Um, so it's, it's, it's intriguing to me because a, a lot of the, the virtual reality churches, um, I see them falling on some, you know, asynchronous tools uh, for, for discipleship. You know, I mean, Facebook groups can be an example of that, but Discord seems to be very popular. And, and if you're listening, you don't know Discord. Uh, arguably, it's one of the more powerful communication platforms out there right now. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's aimed at millennial video gamers, which is actually unfortunate because if it wasn't, I think it would have taken over the world uh, in, in popularity. It's just so aimed at video gamers that um, like nobody else wants to be a part of it. But there's Slack, um, you know, and, and it's this asynchronous communication platform. So regardless of where you are, people are engaging in that. Have you have you considered or looked at things beyond Facebook? Like, you know, I know and you referenced, uh, you know, Nona, not Nora's book uh, and that, that kind of she had written at the beginning of, of COVID and published Center on Ministry. Facebook Meta is doing some incredible stuff for, for ministry. But, uh, you know, there's there's other options out there. Have you, have you looked at it towards more discipleship? Absolutely. And that's a generational thing, right? Like um, my, all my peeps are on Facebook. That's like our, our, our thing. Um, but the younger, um, like we have several uh, Gen Z's um, folks on our team. And so we do have a discord and they're using that a living room church VR discord and uh, those different things. I went on there briefly trying to figure it out. It looked really cool, but haven't had the time to totally yeah. dig into that, but that's a, you know, massive, you know, way to connect. I think I was going to say this earlier and it, it ran out of my mind like a squirrel, but um, you know, the whole idea of distance contact uh, Manuel Castell started to write about this in the network society and how uh, this digital digitality like connects uh, collapses space and time where we can be together physically embodied across, you know, regions through this digital kind of new space, what we call in Fresh Expressions, a third place. Uh, and that comes from Ray Oldenburg and other sociologists. Sure. It's, it's actually, so all of those places where people can actually gather and form relationships, I see that as space and place where it's like a mission field. It, it's a place where we're called to join with the spirits up to and build relationships and love on people. So yeah, all those different channels for sure. And I, I like I tell our team, just know your your peeps, like know your your group that the Lord's called you to. Us us older folks like Facebook, that seems to be our jam. But emerging generations, they're going with all kind of really amazing ways and things I don't understand. It takes everything for me. Like luckily I have a team of young people that know what they're doing and create the VR space and all those different things. Yeah. Very cool. You know, as um, one of the things that, that we've been working on is uh, is, is helping churches uh, start to uh, understand the idea of, of utilizing asynchronous platforms like this for discipleship. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, uh, was just working with a, a church, uh, a mega church out in the, in the Carolinas, who is uh, who launched this. This is for me, this is unbelievable. Like when, when, when this church told me the story, we're going to do a podcast on it soon, but they, they launched an asynchronous community that's completely unbranded. It's not branded the church, 
but they launched the digital community for discipleship. And they've got 3,000 people um, in, this, in this community, in Discord, that are currently being discipled. And, and I asked, I was like, well, if you're not broadcasting your church services and people don't realize you're, you're, it's, it's this church that's running it, where, where are you, how are you finding your people? And, and they've, they've got, they partnered together with a, a Christian Instagram influencer, somebody who's got influence, but somebody and the person wanted to be more involved with discipleship, but it's like, Hey, I don't want to, I don't actually do this, the discipleship. I just would want to work with somebody. I want to build my influence, but use my influence to funnel people and partner with somebody that wants to, to be the influence. And, mm. and as a result, this church has got 3000 people in a community and the church is, is running the discipleship pathway and, and, and working through it. Um, and, you know, and now, you know, sitting talking with the church, it's like, Hey, you've got your digital discipleship pathway set. You've got people in this community. You can launch a virtual reality community. You could do some more Twitch streamers. You could launch more Instagram stuff. You could, Start a, a, you can even open this up to the physical church to be a part of this. You can, you can really diversify a lot of your front door engagements um, and unify them underneath a, you know, a, a discipleship pathway. And uh, so it's, it's this idea of that decentralized church um, that we've seen you know, several churches have a lot of success with here very quickly. How, how does this, like uh, what, what you're doing with... Uh, uh, living room church, how does, does this multiply? Does this scale, you know, living room, you want to be more intimate, but you're in the metaverse where, you know, you, you, you can expand very quickly, or at least there's the potential to, is the goal to launch more of these is the, what's like, what's the, okay, what's the plan? You may not have a plan. You're, <laughs> you're doing this to figure out where the wind's blowing, but like, what's the dream? What, what are you guys thinking about? Yeah, it's been, well, first, I wanted to say something about what you just said that's so important, like starting with discipleship. Like, isn't that a novel idea? I mean, it's kind of what Jesus did, right? Um, and discipled those 12 and those 72 and those 120, and then church like ever, em, emerged out of the discipleship yeah. of, of Jesus. So I think a lot of times we think about church planting, like we're going to go and plant where it's more like the re- relationally kind of growing with people on a journey of grace and faith, discipling them. And then you get church as you disciple. So starting with that, and I think that's a essential thing about like what Dave shares and about like fresh expression. That's a key kind of thing for us. Uh, but it takes a lot. It takes the priesthood of all believers. It takes everybody seeing themselves as ordained in the waters of their baptism to be missionaries and ministers. It can't just be the one heroic solo leader, paid clergy person doing it all right. Um, so the cool thing about living room church, we've had some people reach out and say, Hey, show us how to do that. And so we've helped some other people start. Um, and then, um, inadvertently, like in the United Methodist church, we had lots of other pastors in our area and our district. It's called say, Hey, um, can we get involved? Can we add some stuff into the living room church, you know, Facebook group. And, uh, so we just expanded it, made it more participatory, made it like a big sandbox, where different people can bring different offerings throughout the week. Um, And we call it like a blended ecology campus where there's more like traditional kind of like worship streaming things that could happen in there. And then there's more conversational emerging type things that are all happening in one space. And I I dream of like a network of living room churches uh, all across the world. And we basically have just shifted to this idea of like, let us send you a leader guide and a couple like pointers and stuff and start one of these. Like you can use our resources or other resources, but get some people together in your living room or whatever space is appropriate. Uh, and here's like a little, pa- a little pathway to follow um, so that it could multiply and expand. That's the dream for it. Awesome. What is the, um, what, what, are, what are your services? No, you know, let's do the services later. Like, how do you, because you're, you're talking about creating these leader guides and, and, and expanding out. What's, what's leadership development look like? What is uh, even, even discipling some of these people that may be scattered across the country? Talk, talk to me a little bit here about what that looks like in, in living room. Yeah, so basically it's um, a communal form of discipleship um, where 
it's in community uh, as we we have like obviously we have a part where we engage scripture and we're we're doing like that formational uh, engagement learning to bend our life to the truth of scripture but then there's all these informal like socialization things that as christians and not yet christians and everybody's kind of living together in this space all of that's discipleship like as we're communicating as we're trying to let our life be the aroma of Christ in the digital space um, where we're modeling behavior and conversation. And so like the, the nuts and bolts of it is I have a couple key people on our team um, that I'm really discipling, working with closely. I work with the guys, my wife works with the, the ladies and together we have that team. And then um, we're like modeling out how to, how to lead these dialogical conversations we're checking in. How goes it with your soul? How's your prayer life? Are you reading scripture daily? Uh, we're walking people through that journey and helping them really develop as followers of Jesus themselves. And then they're kind of taking the ball and running with it. We use that whole, you know, I do, you watch, let's talk about it. You do, I watch, let's talk about it. That kind of model uh, where it's on the job training and, and as we go along discipleship development. And I, yeah. I want to say one more thing about the VR church vision, um, living room church VR. So we just created a new living room. Somebody on our team figured out how to create this stuff. And we've got these guys that are, and gals that are creating these worlds where we're going to portal over to these different worlds. So as we're in the living room and we begin the conversation, we're going to like portal over to, you know, Egypt and talk about some of the significant things in the Exodus, or we can portal over to, Galilee and talk about here's where Jesus told the storm to shush. And this is, and so we haven't even really begun, began to understand the power of this technology and what it can do. I think some people are way ahead of us in, in, in the way of doing that, but we're going to like use the medium to go into places. And as we're having a sermonic conversation, we're literally in the place doing it. Um, so that's the next evolution of where I think we're heading, like a vision. Yeah, there's there's some really creative ways, you know, to to communicate um, in, in, as a result of virtual reality. Uh, next week, we're actually doing a live show uh, with VR Tiger and He Enables, uh, where they they're with uh, Oasis Church VR. I don't know if you've connected with. Them yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. They come to Living yeah. uh, Room Church VR sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, man, I was uh, I was doing a walkthrough of, of some of their worlds, and and I'm literally in virtual reality walking the dead sea that um that moses or that god parted uh through moses and like the water's coming over there's yeah. skeletons you know laying on the ground where people have, have died and uh and it's just it was this beautiful visual like you can see the waves starting to to come over but the you know that they won't because that the hand of god is parting it and um and so like it's it's some of these beautiful visual illustrations that help you you know, it's, it's funny, like I'm, I'm, my family, we're actually going to Israel next year. And so that's one of the, the trips that we're doing. Looking forward to seeing it. Can't always afford that. So it's, it's you know, how, how can you get that experience digitally and virtually? And, and so being able to, to see some of this in real time is, is, is very cool. So look for that, that conversation next week. And it's going to yeah, be exciting to see how you start to encompass and, and, and really get into that environment. Yeah, those guys what? are doing amazing stuff with that world building. It's so cool. Totally and completely. Talk to me. Talk to me a little bit about your like the service flow of of, of living room church. Is it is it a, a typical um, you know living room? It feels more conversational. Like kind of what's what's your heartbeat uh, during the part after cornhole uh, after basketball when, when you're when you're getting started? What what does that look like? Yeah, so that that's really important. Um, the way we structure it is basically always, uh, you know, uh, for the person who's maybe not a Christian and they're just kind of showing up. So we try to always keep that in mind. So it opens with, you know, we play, we make some conversations. Hey, everybody, we're heading into the living room church now. We go around, let everybody do kind of a, a brief introduction where they're from. Then the nominated person from the previous week, uh, shares the Jesus story. We try to keep it brief. Some people go a little long. Some people want to like do a whole kind of more monologue sermon. Um, and so we, we make space for that. Everybody gets to bring their gift. 
Um, and, and then we have a conversation around it. Some of our teams really good about like five minutes and here's the questions. So it's everybody trying to get into the conversation. Some, um, are go a little bit longer on the sermon tip, but the really cool thing to say there is discipleship you asked about, um, in the metaverse, it seems like in, in virtual reality, people, the, the inhibition level of like. I've never preached a sermon before. That's really scary. Or I've never prayed out loud in front of a group of people or like led that. That seems to be brought down a bit where people are more willing because we we have a little bit of maybe protection as our avatar um, where we can kind of, you know, be a little bit freer to, to say, maybe I can preach a sermon and, and try this. And so discipleship as in like, exploring our gifts and and mm. and then you know when we do it we're like oh wow the holy spirit really had me like i was actually maybe i am gifted to do something like this and so people are growing in that way then we have a time of prayer we wrap up with prayer um and if anybody has prayer needs we'll, we'll lay hands on people and pray as our avatars will uh do all of that we have had reports of healings and uh god doing really cool stuff with some of those prayers so don't limit uh when james 5 says you know if anyone's sick lay lay your hand call the elders pray it's for real it can happen in in vr too um and then we go back to just kind of hanging out and chilling we try to make it so simple where anybody can lead it and and that it's really kind of organic the i think sometimes um navigating the conversation and, and bringing it back sometimes, you know, obviously it can go, people want to take it in different directions. And so it really takes the skill of a facilitator, more of like a monological professional sermon deliverer, but can you like guide the conversation and keep it consistently, you know, bringing it back to Jesus and, and keeping it, you know, in, in, uh, in the bounds of like Christian theology and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that certainly is a skill. Uh, that that you learn and that you apprentice kind of like to, to facilitate that that might be that might be one of the more harder pieces that you're talking about reproducing i would imagine it is and i'll tell you a challenge that's just really emerged recently uh, that what the good thing about being an avatar like people are more willing like i'll try this i'll pray i'll do the sermon next week i'll sing i'll lead the prayer time i'll be the greeter at the door whatever um but also there's a limitation that I've experienced where when you're just an avatar it, with the other avatars, um, like I can't really describe it so much and haven't totally thought this through. So bear with me, but when you're, <laughs> when you're in a tattoo parlor, right. And things are going off your, your physical presence and, and disposition or whatever they bring like a, a, a presence to the room, right? Or that's really the Holy Spirit. It's not us, but you know, you know what I'm saying. In a, in a in an avatar situation where you're just one of many other avatars, that doesn't necessarily come through in the way. So there have been there have been times where I've been like, I can't get this thing reined back because two people are trying to bring it this, and I'm just one dude in the circle, right? Yeah, I, I don't bring the same kind of physicality to this so that's one of the limitations i've found i'm sure as the technology evolves and grows and stuff you get past that but it 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 is a skill set you got to learn as you go you know i just even listening to you talk the you know where two or more are gathered uh jesus sent them out in pairs like there's uh it's interesting just even at the conference that i was at jason polling who actually was last week's guest uh we had him remote in speaking to 30 churches on um possibly, you know, starting virtual reality churches. And he was talking about, yeah, hey, listen, when we send people out in, in VR chat, uh, walk around meeting, we send them with two people. Um, A, for accountability for themselves uh, so that they don't, you know, walk into areas that they shouldn't be in and, and aren't intentionally focused and pulled into things that don't they don't need to be part of. Um, but the, the other part of it is, is um, in, encouragement for, for those that are, you know, are in the midst of it. And this is a biblical thing. We even see that in, in a lot of Jesus' ministry. And so I wonder if that doesn't play into it. We're kind of like that second person. Okay. Maybe it's not the, the spirit. Maybe we haven't figured out how to codify the spirit or the spirit hasn't figured out how to work through our codifications. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to get too lost on that rabbit trail, yeah. but I think there is something to working in, in pairs going together, um, 
you know, I've had a lot more interesting conversations when I've got somebody who's my, my wingman or wing girl in, in these situations that, that can speak to it and, and can speak alongside. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is the, as you're creating your, your, your goal of, of which, which are your dream is to create a, a centralization, a centralized unit of, I would imagine, decentralized. There's not a lot of what, you don't want a lot of control for living room 1979. You don't want a lot in physical or in virtual reality. I would imagine you want to push off on, on a lot of that. As you've thought about this, I'm just curious, this may be a crazy question, but what's the centralization level? What are you thinking needs to be centralized? What are you wanting to centralize? What are you wanting to control um, in, in these environments where you really want there to be freedom to do ministry in, in the living rooms? What does what centralized look like in a decentralized kind of movement? Yeah, you know, I, I see that as, as a tension to be managed rather than a problem to be solved. And my, my whole approach with ministry has been really open-handed. And I think of this all from like an ecclesiology of gift. Um, and if you want to control something like this, I think it's probably the wrong thing to get into. It's, it's, it's more, it's just got to be this. And, um, okay. you know, the body of Christ is broken and given and blessed and given to the world. And I think where we've gone wrong in the institutional church and denominationalism and all that is we want to cling, protect, hold on to close handed way of control um, and there's all these biblical examples, like when Moses, people are prophesying and, and they come to Moses and say, Moses, these guys aren't, you know, they're prophesying under the spirit. And Moses is like, if the Holy Spirit is letting them prophesy, you know, let them go. Jesus says the same thing, like, hey, th- these guys over here are casting out demons in your name. He's like, let them, let them rock and roll with it, right? Um, so I try to think of it in that way, like, let's give ourselves away, let's give everything away, resources, ideas, thoughts. Let's not try to control. I think the centralization just is like this relational hub of of a team of people that are really committed to this. And what you said about the twos and the threes and the fours, that's so like, I tell people who are thinking about doing this, if you don't have a team, you can't start. Like that's rule number one. Do you have a couple other committed friends, people that love Jesus that you can do this with. If not, you should work on that part before you start anything. Yeah. Cause it's not going to work if you don't. And Jesus is really clear about that, right? Like two by two. And so all that's built into it. Um, yeah. So I think in a network society, we got to think about more like nodes, hubs, flows, less about control management, more about like, let it, let it go and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's interesting. Tension, tension to be managed. Yeah. Um, I, t- I tell crazy people all the time when they come up with, with crazy ideas, it's like, who, who's buying into your idea right now? Uh, nobody. Okay. Share it with your, your best friend, your, your, your spouse, like try to, um, get, get somebody to, to buy into what you're thinking. Your idea is not wrong, but you're, if you're going by yourself, like you'll, you'll never, you'll never get there. Uh, and so l- love it. Um, Hey, so if, if somebody's, I mean, look, you're, you're, you're fresh expression guy, um, which, which I love, but so you're, you're talking living room expressions and physical space, digital discipleship. You're talking, uh, virtual reality connecting with, uh, well, like who are the, let's ask that question. Who are you connecting with in virtual reality? Is, is it, uh, is it, um, unchurched people? No, no knowledge really of Jesus. Is it, is it de-churched? people that maybe have been burned by the physical expression coming in? Is it people just wanting an additional discipleship Avenue? Like who's kind of the audience maybe in physical space, virtual reality. Is it the same or is it different? Kind of talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. For the most part, the primary group of people that seem to be attracted to what we're doing are those nuns and duns, like the, the no religious affiliation. We're just kind of exploring, you know, we hear a lot, you know, I just saw this was going on. I just wanted to check it out. This is church. And I'm like, yep, it's church. And we're going to talk about Jesus in a little bit. And then the duns, the people who've been harmed by the church, you know, the bad Christians happen to good people, folks. Um, and, and I think 
that that second group of people sometimes is a little bit more challenging because they have they may have some toxic theology or some things that they're carrying or all these these like pre experiences that they're bringing to the space which is hard to navigate i find i love to just be with people who are like you know i don't know much about jesus at all tell so jesus is like god that's my favorite space to be in and, and have those kind of conversations and that seems to be who we attract but i will say unlike um facebook which seems to be more regional the algorithm or i don't really understand how it all works but the VR space is super global. Like we have people every week that are from the UK or from, you know, the Middle East and people that don't speak English we've had in there and we've had challenges around that. People from other religions who come in and, and want to have conversations about, you know, how this all, you know, dialogues together. So it's really, really diverse. I wouldn't want to pigeonhole it, but when I'm thinking about like, who is this for specifically, I'm thinking about people who are nuns and duns. Those are the primary mm. folks. The, the, yeah, that's the, uh, never been churched in the de-churched. Yeah. I, I just want to clarify that's N-O-N-E-S. That yeah, is not yeah. N-U-N-S. I was in a break. I forget who it was, but I was in a breakout and, and somebody said the nuns. And, uh, and literally somebody raised their hand. It's like, what does the Catholic church have to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, completely different context. Sorry. Um, no, so, so good tell me, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's important. Clarity is kind. Um, so like if somebody's interested in, in exploring this, this space, maybe they're, they're an established church. I mean, like there's, there's a little bit of decentralization, like that may be a completely different conversation. Uh, but somebody's interested in, in connecting with some people in virtual reality, um, starting to go down these steps, starting to um, move into a, a digital discipleship. How, how does somebody get started in this? Like you're, you're, you're attacking it from so many different angles, some of these fresh expressions. Um, what, what are some basic, simple steps that somebody can get started on this journey with? Absolutely. So I would say find a friend or a couple. Find a simple way to do something that you love to do together. Um, invite other people to do it as you go along and grow in that relationship together as you go. Introduce, you know, Jesus, uh, share Jesus in non-sketchy ways when it's appropriate. Introduce prayer and introduce those kind of aspects of it. And then start to think about how is this church um, you know, what I love about the microchurch movement is celebrating smallness. It's seeing little groups of people, two or more gathered in Jesus' name as, you know, emerging churches. So that'd be my thing. As far as practically around the techno technological aspects of it, I say go in, like experience places, go talk to people, build relate, get a, get a team. Now, don't go by yourself. But, but move around in the space together and explore and form connections. Like we started with just four or five of us going in there, like, what is this place? And we're going out, like we were at the club where avatars are getting drunk and throwing up and dancing and stuff like, this is like real life. It's, it's all happening right here. Um, and we were going to different like meditation, yoga spaces and all that, just making connection, moving around the space. So if you're going to be with the people and be a missionary in a context, you have to spend time listening and being with mm -hmm. the people. And then go visit some of the stuff that churches are doing. There's some really attractional forms of it. They're like, they've got a building and you go in a specific time and hear a sermon and a music. Um, there's others that are doing more like building worlds, like uh, he enables and those guys and you can explore. Oh, yeah. And then living room church VR, come visit that on Monday nights at eight o'clock, see how we're doing it and just move around and learn and then kind of discern prayerfully what God might be calling you to, to, to do. Awesome. So uh, Michael, man, thanks. Thanks for jumping on here. Excited uh, to see living room church, physical uh, living room church, virtual, the, 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 the group and the discipleship that's happening there. Excited to see, you know, the opportunities is just multiplies and, and scales out. Love, love the uh, relational conversational approach uh, towards this, like the, um, and, and, and I will say this even to close, like the ability to create these, you know, I jokingly, I'm, I'm writing a, a book right now and, and about this stuff. And I talk about like the strange new world, seeking new life and new civilizations. 
like the Star Trek parody. Like you can go very vast in grandeur um, with some of this stuff, but but really it's the it's the relational conversations. It's it's the connections that are going to keep people coming back. It's it's the it's the simple things that that are going to uh, keep people uh, that are going to open up a disciple making relationship. It's it's the scalability at the relational level. The, the more grand you make these expressions, the more difficult it is to keep making those expressions. And let's be honest, the way we win people is the way that we lose people. There's always going to be somebody uh, that's going to build a bigger experience than you. And I'm not even talking church, like uh, who, whatever money that Nike is throwing into or Disney is going to throw into the metaverse, uh, somebody will build it better than you. And, uh, but that the relational equity that you can build out of virtual reality is huge. And so, Michael, sir, thank you for, for the conversation here. I know it's been a, a busy day for you, but we're going to land a plane uh, and we're going to wrap up next week. We do have, uh, I'm almost positive, uh, we do have uh, He Enables you referenced as well as uh, Tiger VR Shark uh, from um, uh, Oasis Church coming in talking about, um, well, we're actually doing a tour of their campuses and some of their worlds. And so you'll get to see it. It's my first interview in virtual reality, literally yes. in VR. And, and so you'll get to see the avatar forms and the worlds and everything here next week on uh, Metaverse Church Next Show. So Michael, as we're landing the plane here, any, any closing thoughts? Um, no, just connect with me. I, I wrote a book on called Fresh Expressions of Digital Age, if anybody finds that helpful. And um, check me out, michaeladambeck.com. We'd love to connect. And uh, yeah, that's it. Sounds good. Check out michaeladambeck.com, B-E-C-K. And uh, he's only written like, what, eight or nine books? Yeah. Not, not all digital, but all in the fresh expressions kind of realm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Missional church, missional ecclesiology yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just, 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 just a couple. I mean, a couple plus or minus seven. Good, good stuff. So check it out. And uh, Michael, thank you for the time. For Michael, this is Jeff with uh, Leadership Network and uh, Metaverse Church Next. Thanks for jumping on the show here. And uh, we'll see you next week here at Metaverse Church Next. Y'all have a good day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Network podcast and joining the conversation for what is next for the church and its leaders. We look forward to connecting with you as we bring our questions, contribute our wisdom, and pursue what is next. Visit leadnet.org for more resources, information about leader cohorts, and more. That is leadnet.org.